In the winter season, we put up a fence around our fireplace. It's of course to protect the children from getting burnt, but also to protect our house from being covered in ash. This year, the kids helped putting it up. The oldest kept track of all the parts and kept the assembly under close supervision. Everything had to be done right. No shortcuts, no sloppiness. Gets that from mom. The youngest was in charge of quality checking the work, looking for any weaknesses, testing whether it all held together. And by testing, I mean pushing and pulling the fence, hanging from it, shaking it with all force. Finally, I think there was one note of improvement and we could have our first cozy evening meal in front of the fireplace. But you see, we couldn't make a fire that first evening because suddenly there was a kindergarten inside the fence. So instead, we played kindergarten, you know, with the drop-offs and pickups until bedtime. That was nice too. And the next day, we had our cozy evening in front of the fireplace with food scattered everywhere and that calming crackling from the fire. Hi, I'm Solveig, and I'm so happy that you're here with me. Before I get into the topic of this episode, I just want to talk a bit about something that's been on my mind lately. I've been thinking a lot about what life really is like, and I feel like I've had this picture in my mind that life should be nice and easy and enjoyable. And of course, it should. But I've strived and aimed for getting to that unrealistic place of life being all positives. I'm probably a bit late in thinking this, but life is not only that. Life is also hard, disappointing, unfair, challenging and brutal. It for sure has its negative sides as well. If there wasn't a downside, there wouldn't really be an upside, would it? And all the hard parts of life, aren't they important and sometimes even necessary to grow and to learn and to evolve into capable, wholesome, empathetic, persistent humans? As a parent, I instinctively want to shield my children from all harm and hardships of life. But lately, I've managed to get more into thinking that experiencing all parts of life is crucial for learning how to handle it and get closer to understanding what life really is. To be able to feel happiness and joy, you also need to know what sadness and despair feels like. To be able to be grateful, you need that contrast with the bad, the ugly, the negative. I admit... I'm definitely more of a helicopter parent than anything else. But I want my children to grow up to handle whatever life throws at them. That being said, I'm not going to push them out into the cold and lock the door. (laughs) But I will certainly be a lot more aware of what I'm choosing to shield them from and in what way. And what they should be allowed to experience and try to handle themselves. So much easier said than done, though. (laughs) Especially after having lived life up until quite recently, trying to achieve something utopian and being a protective parent by default. 
again, I think it's all about finding that balance and, of course, doing my best. I can't do more than that. In this episode, I'm going to talk about what helps me shift perspectives and finding my way from negative spiraling back to myself and the moment. And I can promise you, for me, this still requires a lot of work and going several rounds with myself, especially when the spiraling has been going on for a while without me noticing. I know that sounds quite negative, but I will mainly focus on my tools here. I've been using different sources to find what works for me. I've been picking something from one source and adjusting on something else from another. I really used to think that I have to do stuff just as described in these sources, unless it wouldn't work. But in growing my awareness and starting to trust more in myself, I realized that I'm the one who's got the answers for what's right for me. And that just opened a different world of opportunities and possibilities. I probably sound like such a tool saying this, like, Haha, I just started thinking for myself. This is awesome. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I hope I can inspire you to find what works for you. Maybe you even want to try some of what I'm going into here. And if you do, feel free to let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear. When I notice that I'm stuck in negative thinking and rumination, the first thing I want to do is to just continue. Yeah, I don't know if it's like this for you as well, but I almost find a sense of safety in the negative, in ruminating, in worrying, in letting myself spiral. But my first active conscious step away from the negative is usually to zoom out. When I'm in a dark place, I have my blinders on and I have zoomed into a problem or something so much that I don't manage to see the bigger picture any longer. And when I'm zoomed in like that, everything seems difficult and overwhelming and hard. So by making me zoom out, I shift my perspective. And I'm usually asking myself some questions in order to find my zoom out button. I try my best to ask from a place of self-compassion and curiosity. Easier said than done while in the midst of it, I know. What I ask myself is, how is this helping me right now? This question will not exactly drag me out of whatever I'm thinking about, but it will shift the way I'm thinking about it. It gives me the opportunity to look up and then look back down on what I was thinking if you know what I mean. It gives me a little distance to my negative thoughts. My next question is, what's important now? I know this is a question used by numerous coaches and people in general. I found my way to this question through Anja Hammersheng Edin. She's been and is still such a source of inspiration for me. I don't know her in person, just to have that clear. She's co-created a coaching and self-development app called Heart Mentality. It has helped me a lot, and I will probably talk more about it in later episodes as well, as several things I do to work on myself derives from it. Unfortunately, it's not in English though, despite the name. But I'll link to it in the show notes for any Scandinavians interested. 
And I haven't really checked how advertising through a podcast is in terms of rules and regulations. But this is not a paid partnership or advertisement. I just want to share what I utilize in my everyday life. They haven't asked me to mention them. Actually, I I asked them if it was okay for me to talk about them and to link to them in my show notes. That's so typical of me. <laughs> I'm afraid to do something wrong and have people being mad at me. What if they didn't want to be associated with me? Better safe than sorry, I thought. Anyways, what's important now? Abbreviated. Win. That's quite soothing. <laughs> it's like a game changer question for me. It makes me think in completely different ways than when I'm ruminating and worrying. It can really help put things into perspective and pull me back onto my path. The last question or questions I might ask myself, do I have any unmet needs? And what's the first step I can take from where I am towards meeting one of those needs now? When drained in negative thoughts, I usually find that I also have one or more unmet needs. As you know, if you've listened to previous episodes, I'm not very good at listening to my body and my needs yet. It easily happens that I ignore my needs. And of course, that just adds to the negative, making me feel worse. I think this is an important question because the answer can potentially be a solution to getting out of spiraling. There's such a big shift in my brain once I'm going from unmet needs to having my needs met. And that can be physical, mental, spiritual or social needs. Probably even more that I haven't thought about. By pausing and asking myself these questions, I first and foremost stop myself from negative spiraling. But the cool thing that happens after asking is that my brain goes into search mode to find answers to my questions. Asking the right questions can be so powerful. And even if it doesn't seem to work right away, I have set my subconscious brain onto another path. Working my way out of really dark stuff may require me to re-ask myself these questions when I find I'm back in the negative. And I must underline that I also try to let me feel what I feel and work my way through my feelings rather than avoid facing them. To me, it's important to be aware of and remember this as well, so I don't end up diverting myself from the negative and at the same time sweeping my feelings under the rug. My next tool here kind of allows me to do just that, to feel what I'm feeling in the moment through grounding myself down. Grounding takes me out of my head and into my body in the here and now. That's good news for me who spends so much time in my head. Finding back into my body and noticing how it feels is difficult for me. But when I manage to do it, it feels nice. It feels so good being able to lead myself to the present moment and for once allow myself to just be as I am. I've got a few ways I like to ground myself. One is through breathing. I put my focus on my breath and start taking deeper breaths. Usually I also like to make my exhale longer than my inhale to activate my parasympathetic nervous system. 
When doing the longer exhale, my brain gets the signal that all is good, no need for the stress response anymore, and my parasympathetic nervous system gets activated. Doing it like that, I'm sort of getting two for one. I'm grounding myself and calming myself down at the same time. I guess that might be just... Yeah, that's the same, isn't it? <laughs> so, how long I keep reading like this varies a bit, but I always try and do it for at least 90 seconds, usually two to three minutes, depending on how I'm feeling. I'll try to explain why I do it like this, taking a step back first and getting a little bit nerdy. And this is probably a severely simplified way of putting it, for my own sake. For anyone who knows this, please just bear with me. For those who might not know, within your central nervous system, you have the autonomic nervous system, which basically takes care of every process you don't have to think about in the body. The autonomic nervous system is divided into the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous systems. And it's the parasympathetic nervous system that runs the show when everything feels safe and calm. Once a stressor gets on the scene, the brain starts sending stress hormones into the body and the sympathetic nervous system takes over. Then it's fight or flight time. It takes about 90 seconds to get the stress hormones out of the system. So, as long as you manage to stop the stress response, there will be a 90 second period from the last stress hormones released until you start feeling calm. Isn't that amazing? Another way I ground myself and used to wind down is through a body scan. And I realize that sounds techy, but it's basically and simply put, focusing your way through your body. I find it quite nice to use a guided body scan so I can be more passive going through it. You know, kind of less thinking and my focus can be led by someone else than me. But you can also go through your body part by part by yourself. For me, the benefit of a body scan is that I move my focus through my body instead of letting it run wild in my head. As with the grounding breath, I'm deepening my breath a bit while doing this as well. I try to notice any sensation or feeling along the way, like my shoulder is aching, or the floor feels cold against my bum, or there's a warm sensation in my chest. It's a calmingly mindful practice when I manage to keep myself in my body, only observing, not judging, no thinking further, just being in my body, feeling what I'm feeling right there in the moment. And this is probably one of the hardest things for me to achieve, but I'm doing my best, and some days I manage to stay in my body. Other days, my focus is all over the place. The point for me is to compassionately lead my focus back into my body when it starts wandering. There are more ways I use to ground myself, but for now I found these ways most effectful and easy to access while in a negative mode. I also love being out in nature, but that requires more of me in the heat of the moment than just to put my focus on my breath. 
going outside for a walk might be a great next step after grounding through breathing. To keep myself zoomed out more than zoomed in, I like to remind myself of my values. Doing that helps me see what's important and what's not. If you haven't really thought about or explored what your values are, I would warmly recommend you do that. And for me, that's really been a process. I've struggled with not really knowing if the values I tell myself are important to me really are my values, or if they are coming from someone else, or it's just the idea of that value that seems like a good one. So I worked on this a lot. And I'm open to revise my list of values. I think some of them will change throughout life. And I'm sure a lot of them did when I became a mom. To me, there are so many benefits of knowing my values in general. For one, my values really put things into perspective. Making sorting my thoughts into important, less important, very important, and so on, easier for me. Knowing my values also makes it easier to make decisions, prioritizing and setting boundaries to mention some things. So, these were some of the tools I use the most when realizing I'm in a negative spiral, moving towards something dark, and I need to get back into the moment and to myself. I will also mention affirmations as something that when used regularly, for instance, every time you notice you're spiraling, potentially can have a powerful and rewiring effect long-term. I try to use affirmations in these moments, but I usually still forget to. So for me, the affirmations are better used as an everyday rewiring tool than coupling it to certain feelings or thoughts. I mainly make my own affirmations. That way the words feel natural and true to me. There are tons of affirmations on the internet and lots of apps that gives you daily positive affirmations. Even using AI to create affirmations to specific purposes can be helpful and give you inspiration so you can pick and choose the ones that resonate with you. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me. If you like this, please subscribe. I would also be forever grateful if you would recommend it to a friend. And before I go, I want you to remember something I easily forget. You're worthy. You're lovable. You matter. Just as you are. So until next time, sending you lots of love.